0: Welcome back to the Double Double here on KLJX LP Flagstaff. This is the Thursday edition of the Double Double here with my man Coop. How you doing, Coop? doing pretty good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. And then we have Noah back with us. He came uh, last week and he's back with us again this week. So how you doing, Noah? I'm doing pretty all right. Sweet, sweet. All right. So we're going to jump straight into things. We're going to start talking about some basketball, the NBA. Some players are kind of wanting to sit some games out uh there's a lot of trade rumors going on and the first person we're going to talk about is blake griffin blake griffin is now sitting out um he is not participating in any games until he gets traded cooper what are your thoughts on this
1: yeah um i was actually kind of surprised with it i honestly thought that like the pistons were just going to hold out until like they could just buy it out and everything because he doesn't have a small contract no it's massive yeah like and no offense to him but like i don't think he's like necessarily worth all that like big like all that money that they're trying to like get with him. so i think they're wanting to trade them and everything i feel like they're wanting teams to give up a lot and trade a lot for someone like blake griffin which with the money i don't think it's like the best move
0: yeah exactly he's he's worth like he's making 30 million dollars a year yeah like and to have that kind of contract on your books obviously this year has been a bad year for Blake Griffin he's averaging like 12 13 points a game really off from his usual 20 to 22 yeah so it's just you could see him walking off the like on he's like walking on and off the court he doesn't want to be in Detroit anymore it's kind of obvious but uh no what do you think about this
2: yeah it's tough to see him go from being such a fantastic player like he was just a couple of years ago to kind of what he is now I think you know Like you said, uh, only 12, 13 points he's averaging, which is really tough to see coming from Blake Griffin. And I think another important stat that he's kind of lacking on is his rebounding. He's only averaging about five rebounds even. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting to see a guy that can probably average, you know, a double-double with 20 points every year um, go to something like he is now. So, yeah, after missing eight games of the season already, uh, it's it's tough to see what they're going to end up doing with Blake Griffin because, I mean, yeah, it's just tough situation to be in yeah definitely a tough situation considering
0: he is getting older he's 31 years old he just doesn't have this i don't think he has a single dunk this year yet which is a crazy stat for blake griffin (laughs) we all know blake griffin the guy that throws jams over people everything he just doesn't have the legs for it anymore i mean this is like maybe a little preview to zion williamson like what could happen to him in his future but that's a different topic but going like sticking to blake griffin coop what team do you see him going to if he
1: can get out of Detroit? All right. So, I honestly think the best like team for him to go to would just be going like to OKC. Like it just it's his home state and everything and I feel like they would honestly take like they would take him. Like they and the trade with um probably uh, I think his name's Al Horford. Yeah. Yeah, like if they traded him, like their contracts are kind of similar and also Okay, see, so kind of gets out of like paying him like his last year. And for the Pistons, like, I think they would actually like Al Horford. Like, he's kind of older, but like, he's like, would be a good mentor to, uh, mentor to like all like the younger guys and everything.
0: Yeah, he's a good locker room guy for sure. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I honestly think that's like the smartest or like the most like likely place that you go to. Just like makes sense with everything, home state and the deal. Like, out of all like out of the teams that I've like seen, like, their possibilities and everything that deal is like the best like match for match.
0: Yeah. And the thing is too, with his contract being as much as it is, the only people that are really making that much are players that actually deserve to make that much. Yeah. So it's going to try and be like, be hard to trade that kind of contract and like pair it with something. Maybe you can give up some draft picks, but it's a tough situation in Detroit right now in Mm -hmm. general. Like they're just not a good team. They're like second to last in their division. They're not going anywhere as of right now. They just got their point guard, Killian Hayes, who's been interesting this year, to say the <laughs> least. Um, but, yeah, they they don't have really any direction. They got rid of LeAngelo Ball during the preseason. Ugh. But, yeah, they just don't have really direction right now. Um, They got rid of Drummond last year. They're going through – like it seems like they're just going through a total rebuild at this point. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see where he ends up. And I like your pick. I like OKC. He went to Oklahoma State or – Oklahoma I think for college yeah so I mean maybe he'll have a little reunion maybe take some time off during this time recover his body a little bit but who knows what about you Noah what do you think
2: yeah that that contract is just absolutely enormous um and I think it's just tough for teams to kind of look into trading for Blake Griffin or trying to obtain him because I mean he's kind of falling into that role as being maybe a secondary like a backup to like the main center the main power forward so with that being said I think a pretty good landing spot with, for him would be the Heat. Um, it's going to be tough with, with, this, with his massive contract, of course, but I think if, if they were able to get him in there and kind of fit him into a system where he was play, maybe playing a few less minutes, maybe playing, you know, like 15 to 20 minutes every game just to give Bam a rest, uh, I, think he'd, I think he'd prove as a great backup to him. So. But yeah, I think it's, it's just tough to see who's going to actually take on that massive contract with what he's been showing this year.
0: Yeah, that's just the toughest thing at the end of the day is seeing how well he's playing, how healthy he is, and whether he can actually be something to a team right now, whether he can bring value to a team. The next player we're going to talk about is Andre Drummond, who's going through kind of a – he's doing a lot better this year, obviously. It's Andre Drummond. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you 10 to 12 points a game, a couple blocks, steals. But he's doing the same thing as Blake Griffin. He's sitting out. Until he gets traded or bought out. So, with that being said, Coop, where do you think
1: his landing spot is? All right, um, I've been kind of looking. Like, I, I saw a few teams that have like I think one of the only like teams that have showed interest in him have been the Raptors. But my personal pick would honestly be the Hornets. Like, he, I feel like you do pretty well there. Um, and like they could offer PJ Washington. Like, it's he's not a great center right now. Uh, like in my opinion, and I feel like Blake Griffin would like go over there, and honestly, he ought, he would be the starter. Now, do you trade PJ Washington to uh, the Pistons? Yeah, maybe, but or you even keep him on there and give like uh, some breaks to Griffin and everything. But I I feel like and they, and they have this like the same kind of like they have the money for him and everything. They wouldn't have to trade a lot uh, and or really give up any people, and he could really bring a lot of like stability to that team. I feel like,
0: yeah, I mean him going to the Hornets, teaming up with Lamelo ball, like that could be an interesting take. Um, PJ Washington going over to Cleveland would be an interesting move for sure. Um, I mean, they kind of have a lot of bigs. That's the problem. That's why they yeah. want to get rid of Drummond right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at it. LaMelo guy that can rebound, steal LaMelo's <laughs> rebounds. I don't know, but, um, that's a, that's an interesting pick for sure. Um, but yeah, that could work. I could see it if they get bought out. Yeah. Um, what about you? Know what are you thinking?
2: No, yeah, it's it's interesting to, to compare Andrew Drummond to Blake Griffin. Uh, if we're talking about trades wise, um, I think they're pretty much close to the same kind of contract. I think Drummond's getting around twenty eight, thirty million a year as well. But he's only in is he's only twenty seven. Uh, he's going into maybe some of his prime years, um, which could really make a difference for some of these big teams. So, I think if if one team could kind of trade a couple of, of low-value or maybe, you know, almost equal-value players for him, I think a good, might, a good team for that might be the Nets. I mean, they've got Jarrett Allen. He's a great center. He's he's young. And, I mean, at the same time, that's going to mean people are going to want him. They're going to want to kind of put him into their farm and kind of grow him into the player they want to be. So he's very moldable. And I think Andre Drummond coming in to replace him in that Brooklyn team would really be just absolutely fantastic for that, for that Nets team because, I mean, He's just going to come in. He's going to do his job, get like 10 to 20 points, probably get 10 to 20 rebounds as well. And I mean, yeah, he's he's just going to be a great fit in that team if he ends up going there. And But yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see where else he might go.
0: Yeah, and I that was my pick was the Brooklyn Nets because, I mean, they, like you said, Jared Allen is a moldable guy. Being on the Cavaliers already, they kind of made him his centerpiece already. They're just like, they we want him to be our center of the future. So it might be interesting for Drummond to go the other way. But the only, reason, like the only thing that could happen with that is he'd have to get bought out, obviously, because his contract's just way too big. They have three of the best players in the NBA on one team right now, and their contracts are huge. So they would need to get a buyout from the Cavaliers to get Drummond. But it's totally possible. And that would mean they have a big four, have uh, Joe Harris coming off the bench. I mean, that team would be crazy. And definitely the contending team moving forward in the east but yeah the the nets if they get drumming i'm out i'm out completely because <laughs> <laughs> i do not want to see i mean i just think the way the nets did it i mean they obviously signed kd and kyrie in the offseason uh two years ago now a year ago now but just putting james harden and now you get andre drummond like you have four all-stars on one team already it's like and then you have DeAndre jordan joe harris spencer dinwiddie next year when he gets healthy like, they have a good team. Like, they're they're very good team depth-wise, too. But moving on, we're going to talk about my Washington Wizards for a little bit and the unfortunate scenes that Bradley Beal is probably going to get traded. Um, It's the same thing with John Wall with me. John Wall was my guy. Traded him. Bradley Beal, the next cornerstone of our franchise, we're going to trade him. It's just unfortunate. We have young pieces, but they're just not there yet. But Bradley Beal, where do you see him going, Coop?
1: Yeah, and I I know this is a harsh topic for you and everything. But uh yeah, he's he's doing incredible right now. Like in uh, re- like realistically, he's putting up like some MV caliber like numbers and everything right now. And one of the, like the big teams I see him go to just like it makes a lot of sense to me is the Nuggets. Like they need a shooting guard right now and like they need like they're in a win now mode. Like you uh they they're stacking up against uh the jazz and the lakers and they can't pull off what they did in the finals last year like that was kind of a cinderella story kind of ended but like they they're not right now it doesn't look like they're gonna be repeating that and if you include bradley beal that becomes a really kind of deadly team and everything and to trade like back uh back to the wizards you get like honestly trade uh Michael Porter Jr and Bull, Bull if you wanted to yeah. like
0: maybe some draft picks on top of that yeah. yeah
1: like they they have stuff to offer and it just they're one of the teams where they just need one or two more pieces to bring in to like hey like this is now we can compete with the Lakers and the Jazz right now
2: yeah what about you know what are you thinking yeah i know it's a, it's kind of tough to say it out loud but i think a fan, one of the fantastic teams he could go to are the Lakers Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of firepower already with LeBron James and Anthony Davis but as we've been seeing uh, especially as of recently uh, Anthony Davis does have his health issues he does have issues with some of his legs you know he's got bad things going on with his I think it was his Achilles correct yeah. Um, so yeah I mean if if that's gonna be happening for the next couple of years that they have him they're they're probably gonna need to find the guy who can come in and kind of be the the third guy or even the second guy when ad is maybe having issues or maybe isn't performing as well as he might be able to. Um, but yeah, he's, he's proven he can, he can handle that scoring load, obviously, at the Wizards. Uh, and I think the Lakers, if they were to go for it, should pretty much offer up whatever they could. Um, of course, Kuzma, you've got, a, you've got Kuzma. You kind of look at him as a guy that you'd hope to turn into Bradley Beal someday, but when is that someday coming? I <laughs> yeah, um, just don't know. But yeah, so I think that there's a lot of guys that they could throw in there for Bradley, and I think it'd be interesting to see if they actually went for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. They just gave Kuzman an extension, so he has that contract with him. And then they could give up, like, Dren- Dennis Schroeder, maybe Taylor Horton Tucker, who proved that he can be a good scorer. And give up every draft pick that they have left that they can give up because they gave most of them to new Orleans. But yeah, I mean, that's a good spot too. I could totally see that, see that happening being the Lakers being LeBron James being that kind of franchise, but yeah, I totally see it could happen. And I totally agree with you. Um, the nuggets is also a very interesting one. Uh, the nuggets do have a lot of young pieces that they could get rid of being Michael Porter jr. Bull Bull, and they could get rid of Gary Harris and or Will Barton in, in that trade as well, just to, get the contracts kind of right so i definitely see that happening to one of those two teams i don't know if he would go to another team in the east i don't think anybody really has the same amount of draft assets to get him but yeah the if he goes to the west that means more firepower to the west the west are going to be a really good conference they already are but they're just going to be even more on top but that's going to wrap up this segment of the double double when we get back we're going to be talking about the all-star game we talked about it a little bit last week but some things arose, and now we have to talk about them. So we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Double Double here on KLJXLP LP Flagstaff. We just got done talking about some trade rumors going on in the NBA right now. But we're going to talk again about the All-Star game. They kind of changed it up a little. So since the last time we talked, which was last week. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. They've added the three-point contest before the game and they added the skills challenge before the game. So all of these events are going to be happening on one day, on March 7th. It's going to be it's going to be crazy to say the least. Cooper, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, and we were t- kind of talking about it yesterday where we were like, "Hey, maybe the NBA listened to our show." And they're like, "You know what? They thought they they thought the slam dunk contest at the halftime that was too much wait till they see this and it's like it just it to me it just it's so ridiculous and we were talking about like oh the all-star weekend or like oh wait no the all-star day like it's it just seems like i i understand where they're coming from they're just like hey this isn't great this year and like i don't really think anyone wants to do this so we're just going to give it to you all in one day but like It it just feels way too cluttered. Like, imagine if they did this with the NFL. Imagine if they just had, like, the Pro Bowl, like, before the game. And then, like, it's just, it's, yeah, they had the Pro Bowl and then they had, like, the quarterback challenge after the game. They had, like, skill challenge before the game. It's like, it makes zero sense, like, business wise as well. Like, wouldn't you want to spread those things out? And I understand you can't have a lot of fans or a lot of people go to them because of COVID. It just still feels super, super cluttered.
0: Yeah, it's it's very cluttered right now, and I don't know how they're going to do it. What are the precautions going to be? They haven't really released anything saying how they're going to make it safe for everybody. And Noah talked about it a lot last week, how it's been a no energy kind of thing. Everybody's going to say no energy, no energy. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do? Noah, what what do you think?
2: Yeah, building off of that, it's it's almost just if I were a basketball player in the NBA right now, I'd almost feel a little disrespected by this change, this sudden addition to the, to the all-star day now. Because, I mean, you, you've seen these guys talking about how tired they are and stuff, and then the NBA comes along and they kind of say, oh, it looks like we're going to show them how tired they can really get, you know? And, I mean, it's just tough how to think how they're going to organize it. I mean, are players going to be playing in the All-Star game along with the skills competition or along with the dunk competition? You know, I mean, of course, those guys are just going to be tired. They're going to be done. They're going to need a whole week to recover after that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just tough seeing them try to, like, fit everything in on one day and kind of just it's almost it just feels forced almost i don't know i, I feel like it, it's just they need it to happen for some reason for some reason um but yeah I, I don't know it's it's just a tough scene honestly
0: yeah i just it just doesn't make sense at this point in time like <laughs> they just had five new covid te- like tests positive for the nba they canceled games some games already due to like the whole thing in texas and now we're gonna put on an all-star game and hope people watch i mean people want to watch basketball i understand like people want to watch basketball at the end of the day they just want to see superstars play but the whole no energy thing and then you're squeezing in so many events to try and make up for it in one day it's just like that whole day like you're gonna have skill challenge at what like what time probably like 11 10 a.m then have the three-point contest right after that and then you're going to have the all-star g- game and then mid all-star game have the dunk contest it's just like so cluttered i don't understand it
1: it it's almost like they know players really aren't going to try all that much in the all-star game they're like you know what they're not really going to put on a show right now so we might as well just throw everything into that weekend and if i was a player this is almost even more disrespectful yeah. like you're like okay like maybe i'll go to it maybe we'll have like a little bit of fun but now like the nba is underestimating like how many people are going to watch all-star games they're like hey you're not going to be entertaining enough we got to add more it's like yeah like the players don't want to play and everything but like with this now like and like you said like there's five new like positive covid tests and that's for games that like matter and like games that they're trying in like no one's going to risk going like into that game to get covid just because what like you're an all-star it's like just Kind of give them that week of like a break or something.
0: Yeah, and they could still tell them that like, oh, you made the All Star team. Unfortunately, we're not going to be doing All Star game this year. Like, I'm guaranteed ninety nine percent of the All Stars would be like, cool. Yeah, it would be totally <laughs> exactly. fine. They're like, sweet. I'm down. <laughs> like, if I still on my accolades when I end my career that I was an All Star, cool.
1: I'm I'm down. And at the end of the day, isn't that like kind of what a lot of them like ask for? It's like it's not like on the re- like on their whole like career they show the stats what they had in the all-star games like no you're an all-star like all-star games are fun because people came celebrities came like it was it was cool and fun but now it's just like there's it, who's gonna be there are they even gonna allow fans it's gonna be like 20 percent fans like it just none of it really makes sense with how the nba like handles uh covet in general right now
0: yeah since they're gonna be doing it though we might as well speculate who's gonna be in the events um we're gonna start off with the three-point challenge the three-point contest obviously there are a crazy amount of three-point specialists in the nba right now Coop, give me like one or two players that you'd want to see in the three-point contest
1: all right well i feel like everyone's gonna say steph curry so i honestly to would, see i wouldn't mind seeing donovan mitchell like he i feel like you just see how he does like just purely three-point shooting that would be cool and I know you want to see him, but Bradley Beal would be really entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, it might be interesting. The funny thing with that too is like they're both going to be in the All Star game. So what are you going to do? Are you yeah? <laughs> so you're like okay, three point contest. It's a little warm up, I guess. So I guess, yeah.
1: They should make like a little handicap for them. They're like, all right, this is the three point contest, but with your like non dominant dominant hand and <laughs> do everything. something fun with it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's only not. it's only behind the back shots. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What about you? Know who you want? Yeah, I mean, if if you're already gonna put Steph Curry in there, you might as well slap his brother in there as well. I yeah. mean, he's been showing that he's got a fantastic three-point percentage on the season already, and I think it. If there is anything to look forward to it, with that, I mean, it's kind of a little brotherly rivalry. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of fun sometimes. So, and I mean, other than that, they might be able to have some fun with it. You know, just throw throw Splash Mountain in there, throw B- Brook Lopez in the three-point contest. You know, or Ben somewhat, Simmons. Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah you know maybe someone like joe harris as well who's pretty good at threes but yeah it's just it's interesting to see who they're gonna select for that yeah I, i'm guessing that the reigning
0: champion joe harris is gonna come back seth curry maybe steph depends on what the whole all-star fan angle is um bradley Beal, donovan mitchell maybe some upcoming guys that have like duncan robinson duncan robinson would be a good pick so that would be that'd be fun to watch i mean duncan robinson has proven that he's one of the best three points scorers in the nba right now um the next one is gonna be my favorite that i'm looking forward to talking about a little bit is the skills challenge Coop, who do you want to see in the skills challenge i think we kind of have the same idea yeah
1: i think we both can agree like if we saw the ball brothers compete against each other in the skills challenge that would be so much fun it's like at this point Bring LiAngelo, man. Like just have bring all in the brothers. Bring Levar too. Yeah, like just, just <laughs> the skills challenge. Just is just the ball family challenge. Like it, it like if you're gonna be kind of like ridiculous with it, like bring them all in. But like uh, honestly, like uh, of and me, were talking about it, and I really didn't really think of any other players. I just, <laughs> I just kept obsessing over my mind. I was like, wow, that'd be. Really fun to watch them like compete against each other.
0: Yeah, I think having Lamelo go against Lonzo in the skill challenge would be so fun to watch. I think that would give them kind of that whoa, a brotherly rivalry that we all kind of want to uh watch. And I think it'd be very interesting. What about you? Know who you have?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to think who is really an obvious selection for it. So I mean. Just just guys that are generally all-around good or have been shown that they, they, they've they got good skills. You know, somebody like Shy Gilgis-Alexander maybe or, you know, just other people that have – maybe Chris Paul just because he's getting a little up there. See if he's still got it. I don't know. But, yeah, just just find players that kind of spice it up, I think. Like like you guys are saying, the Ball brothers, that would be awesome. But just finding people that kind of make it interesting would be would be the best. And
1: going back, like, with what you said, like, hey, like, have a little brotherly, like, rivalry in the three-point contest with, like – steph and seth like have it with the ball brothers like it'd just be like all that kind of fun it's brothers weekend i know right <laughs> like right. that's actually the brothers day <laughs> get the holiday brothers in there too all i three know of right in the the NBA NBA go. Go. like just
0: get all the brothers into one event and just call it everything yeah. Yeah, yeah but
1: if if they play into it i could see how it can be entertaining and everything but yeah, like, I, I just keep obsessing seeing the Ball Brothers. Yeah. Just go at him. I think
0: that would be super fun. But moving on, the next one is the Donk Contest, which has been interesting the last couple of years. Um, we haven't been getting as big of names as we've been used to getting in the Donk Contest. But, Coop, what are what's one or two players that you'd like to see in the Donk Contest?
1: Man, like, it, it is weird, yeah, because a lot of the notable names, like the one famous one, the 2016 uh do contest i forget uh, i forget who was in Aaron it
0: gordon zach levine yeah those guys yeah, yeah
1: like but you haven't seen them really in it lately because like for whatever reason maybe like gordon keeps getting robbed every single year
0: zach levine's amazing you you <laughs> stop that <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like at this point like i would want to see like a like almost like going with like The gimmicks of like each of the contests like have some like the shorter guys like do it and everything (laughs) like i would or like see like uh some of the major players i know like he said he wasn't really gonna come but it'd be fun just to see like what like lebron james could just pull out and everything like it'd be like have like a little compromise like hey you don't play in the all-star games like just want to like dunk a few times though for us i
0: think that would be cool to see lebron finally in a dunk contest i mean we saw kobe in a dunk contest he won we saw Michael Jordan in a dunk contest. You won. Yeah. Just put LeBron out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool. Obviously, I want to see Zion Williamson. I think that would be a crazy yeah. dunk contest. Um, I doubt he's going to do it just because he already said, uh, I think he said in an interview, I'm never going to do the dunk contest, which is insane. But also seeing like Cole Anthony, the rookie uh, from the Magic, he just had the... Uh, I think he separated his ribs, actually, so I don't think he'll be able to do it. But seeing him would have been cool because he was always flashing dunks in high school and in college as well. But, yeah, those are just a couple names. What about you, know?
2: No. Oh, yeah, I guess kind of going off of the LeBron James, uh, maybe it might be kind of interesting to make it a kind of old-timey slam dunk contest. Get some of the older guys out there. I mean, we've still got Dwight Howard floating around, maybe. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can dunk anymore. (laughs) No, he definitely can. He's 6'9". I really hope he can dunk. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Let's pray for him. But yeah, I mean, it would just be interesting to see if that maybe, you know, maybe sparked his love for dunking back or anything like that. But just somebody that's been doing pretty good recently with dunks, at least, that I've seen is Lugens Dort. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think yeah, he'd be definitely. pretty fantastic if you pinned him up against Zion Williamson and another younger guy, too, or, or LeBron James, obviously. But, yeah, but yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see how they work that.
0: Yeah, they also have the guy on OKC, Diallo, who's a high flyer. They also have Derek Jones Jr., who's a high flyer. He just switched teams. I think he's on the Trailblazers now, and he flies. Oh yeah. So we could see a couple guys that could definitely make an impact on the events here. I mean, they have narratives for each one, I think. I mean, having the brothers go at it for the three point contest. Have the other brothers go at it for their skill down. <laughs> just make it a brotherly love weekend. But anyways, uh going back on it just for a minute, I just want to say uh hopefully everybody's safe during this time. I mean yeah. for for the whole All Star sake, I mean like just make sure that every player's safe. Um that's all we can really ask for. Make sure our players get back healthy. Um make sure everybody has a good fun time at the All Star weekend day um but yeah that's gonna wrap up this segment when we get back we're gonna be talking about football some things going up in the football world that we're gonna talk about so stay tuned
1: welcome back to the double double here on kljx lp flagstaff we just got done talking about uh some trade some nba trades in last segment and on this segment we got a new guest Wes. how you doing Wes? good about you doing pretty good i'm fantastic oh my god (laughs) um so on this segment we're going to be talking a little bit more trades but this time with the nfl uh a few days ago the houston texans just released jj watt um kind of a big move uh a lot of people saw him kind of leaving and everything like that whole organization is just like yakking everyone at this point except deshaun watson (laughs) um but now like what every notable player does or like every fan does with notable players wanting to be released. There's a bunch of Jersey swaps and a bunch of people wanting them to go to different teams. So I'm going to start off with you, Casey. Uh, What team do you think would honestly be like the best fit for JJ Watt at this point?
0: Yeah. um, I kind of talked about this on a show with Noah, his actual podcast um, on the weekend. So make sure to check that out you guys. But um, I saw him going to the Rams. I think that would make their defensive line pretty well. I mean, they're in a tough division, maybe, It'll bring in some sales, being J.J. Watt. I mean, it would be a good fit for them. Hopefully he can turn out to be the player that he we know he can be. But, yeah, I think him going to the Rams would definitely bolster that team to make a run at the
1: Seahawks. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it would take a lot of pressure off him putting the whole defense on his back, like he did with the Texans. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think he, he, he would get, be a good fit there. What about us?
3: I think the best fit for him would be the Packers. I mean, you put that – you put J.J. Wall with Kenny Clark and Darius Smith on that D-line, it just makes them ten times better with their defense being as good as they are. I think that puts them over the top to give the Packers a defense to where it helps. Aaron Rodgers, like like we saw against the Buccaneers in that wild-card championship game. Not wild-card championship, the uh, conference championship where defense got like three interceptions in a row, but they couldn't put the points on there. I think that just makes them ten times better. And – um not push them in such a deep hole to where they gotta get those interceptions and in. they gotta go score on offense, takes pressure off Aaron Rodgers. Or another good fit I think would be the Steelers to go play along with his brothers, not just to be with family, but that'll be a great team. You have TJ Watt and JJ Watt on each side. If they can figure out the offensive side, that'll be a championship contending team.
1: Yeah, and I, I have to agree with both of those. Like Green Bay, like he's from Wisconsin. He's like a Wisconsin legend there. And it it would make sense for him to, like, go back there. And with all the teams that we've said, and I also agree with the Steelers as well, why not go with, like, your family and everything and, like, just completely just dominate any, like, team offensive, like, or defensively, uh, defensively. Um, but I feel like all these teams that we've said and, uh, are teams that, I mean, maybe aside from Steelers right now, but they're all teams that are ready to win and at this age like he's not terribly old but he's getting old uh he's going to be ring chasing at this point and and you see it with a lot of people like uh um Adrian Adrian Peterson he wants to be now traded to the bucks like everyone's kind of realizing like hey like I need to go to these teams that win now and we just saw a couple weeks ago with the Matthew Stafford trade they they're willing to give up the next 10 first round picks that they have in order they're like hey we don't care who wins the trade we care about winning a super bowl and that's why i feel like jj watt wants at this point he wants some recognition and as much as defensive player of the year is great he wants that super bowl ring at the end of the day
0: yeah i think it's interesting that you brought up the steelers we've been talking a lot on this podcast recently about brothers and brothers and brothers we talked Mm -hmm. about the ball brothers the holiday brothers the curry brothers i mean if he would go to pittsburgh i mean it would be I mean, you're with your brother, which is always fun to play with your brother. You know him; uh, you played with him your whole life, basically. So that I like that. Yeah. With your brother. Yeah, yeah. Both
3: of them there because they have a mm-hmm. they have another brother that played fullback. He's with the Steelers too, so it'll be all three of them on one team. <laughs> yeah. Like that'll like, be like that would be surreal. Keep it
1: in the family. Keep it <laughs> in. The
3: family. Yeah.
1: Like and yeah, it, it it would be super cool to see like all those brothers being playing and everything, and then you'd see JJ and TJ on like the same line and everything too, like it would shut down the place whenever like uh, it would be one of the only stadiums where like everyone gets like super hyped up for like the defense. Usually the offense kind of dominates popularity, but there, like defense would run it. But I kind of want to transition to like the Texans releasing him because a bunch of people like in JJ Watt tweeted out, he's like, wow, free agency is wild right now. Like obviously there's a bunch of teams interested in him. Like why? I don't really understand why the Texans didn't try to maybe trade him at this point. Like, they would have gotten at least a first-round pick, like, and maybe, like, a player or another, like, second-round pick or something. But I'm I'm a little confused with, uh, like, why they just didn't try to, like, uh, trade him to another team.
0: I think this is mostly because now he gets to choose where he gets to go. I think that's a big thing where now he's like, now the team that I want to go to, like, that's where I'm going to go. He has the power to choose the team he wants to go to. Uh, And I think that's the biggest thing in the end of the day. You see a lot of players get bought out in the NBA as well and go to teams that they want to play for. So I think it, this was probably the best situation for him and for the organization, knowing that he's been in the organization for a long time, just kind of being like, hey, we'll l- release you. Mutual terms, no, no bad blood. Go play for a contending team. We're not in a state right now that we can contend. So just go out there and pick a team.
1: I, I would just hate to be Deshaun Watson at this point, <laughs> like, and, and JJ Watt had been, and yeah, I guess, like maybe that's one of the reasons. Yeah, he just he wants to pick his team because he sees the whole like thing happening with Deshaun Watson. It's like, well, he may not even get traded, and let alone get traded to a team he wants to be traded to. Yeah. And why not explore free agency and with some other players, like maybe not as like big name players, it would be kind of risky because you're you're betting on yourself at that point. But with Watt, like, when you have the name with Watt and everything, like, it's going to be – like, his uh, his brother was, uh, like, second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. And, yeah, like, it does make sense for him to kind of choose where he wants to go. Um, yeah, it just – it is kind of wild, that whole organization right now. Like, it just – it is sad because they're like, hey, we're kind of in the – we got to rebuild. We need draft picks. But we're gonna keep Deshaun Watson right now. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna,
0: uh, Deshaun's in a bad place, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad. The crazy
3: thing is with Deshaun, he has a clause in his contract that says they can't. They, the Texans basically can't trade him to just anywhere. If they trade him, they got to be somewhere where he wants to go. And but like they want, they don't want to just trade him. I mean, they're, they're, I I feel like it's not going to happen. It's going to take a lot to just. It's going to probably have to take him to sit out a couple games and be like. Y'all didn't take me seriously in the offseason, let me go. And then J.J. Watt, I feel like, I mean, that's their, you got to have mutual respect for that. Like, this guy has done everything you've asked him and more. He's done everything in the community and more. But, like, that was just mutual respect and just let him pick where he wants to go, at, especially at his age.
0: I could guarantee you right now he's in, like, Texas, like, helping people. Like, that's no, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. sound like yeah. that. You know, yes. he's, he's just, like, that kind of guy. He just wants to, like, help the community. I mean – so I think it's a great thing that the Texans gave him the respect that he's given. I mean, he's been in the league for how long? Had the respect for how long? He deserves to kind of have a ring chase kind of moment, and I I give him all power to do it.
1: Yeah, and who like and whoever signs him and everything that's gotta attract even more talent because who doesn't want to play with him? Like he raised like 80, 90 million for like when the hurricane hit Houston and everything. It's like he's just such a good guy. And yeah, they released really him like, hey, like we know there. you probably don't have a lot of years left and he always gets kind of banged up. But when he plays, he's really, really dominant. And they're just like, hey, like we understand and everything and it just it's not working right now. So like, hey, go go pick your team. But if you bring him on, he's also going to mentor every defensive player on there. Like he is just instantly everyone. He would have that Tom Brady effect. Where he goes onto a team, like, anything that he says, they listen. And it's like, you know he's going to play at his hundred, 110% because he wants that ring. And then that, that radiates to all the other players around him. Like, everyone, every, like, of these great players, like, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, anyone, their their competitive level and their want for a Super Bowl that radiates to their team around them, and it makes so it makes it so emotional when they do win and when they don't win. And I just think wherever wherever he goes, it's it's going to be a great impact, just like defensively, like just for him and like uh, the pieces that uh, they'll bring in because they have Watt on their team.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, wherever he goes, I'm sure it's going to be a championship contending team. I don't see him going to a team that's like not in the mix at all. He's gonna try and win a Super Bowl, and to all power to him. Again, just all power to him.
1: So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up for this uh, first segment, uh, and we will jump back on the other side in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the Double Double here on KLJX LP Flagstaff. We just got to uh, got done talking about the JJ Watt trade and we're going to talk about another big trade. Uh we were going to predict but it kind of happened today and it was Carson Wentz went to the Colts. And it it honestly makes a lot of sense for me right now. Uh they they got him for super like they got him for like a second round pick and another pick that could turn into a first round. And a lot of people were putting down the Colts because like Carson Wentz, yeah, he like he threw 15 interceptions this year and he got benched for the new rookie starter and everything, but I honestly think this this is actually a really interesting trade. So I'm going to start off with you, Wes. What do you what do you think of this trade with uh, Wentz of the Colts?
3: I think the Colts want it for sure. I mean, like the Eagles' wide receivers were terrible this year. Like, I mean, of course it's mostly on the quarterback, but you when you don't have many weapons to throw to, that doesn't make it any better either. You go to the Colts, you, if you can get the old Carson Wentz back from that Super Bowl year before he tore his ACL, you're talking about a team that can probably win that division, but the Texans are not going to be contended in that. Of course, you have the Titans, so it's pretty much going to be the Titans and the Colts. You have some great weapons. You have some great running backs. some Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, um, raw receivers. you got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and uh, Paris Campbell, if he comes back good from the injury, I think that's a great team with uh, Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, and kind of going with what you said, like he put up like MVP numbers in 2017, and it is funny. To think about that. His offensive coordinator then was Frank Reich, and the head coach of the Colts now is Frank Reich. So could that be a nice chemistry again? Maybe he like feels like rejuvenated and everything. And also, yeah, like, the Eagles had no one, like, to throw to. And also, their O-line was terrible. Like, everyone's like, oh, he got sacked all the time and gets hurt. Well, it's because his O-line is terrible. And now he's gone to arguably the best O-line in the entire NFL. And it, it's pretty incredible to me. So, what do you think of this trade, Casey?
0: Yeah, I think it's a good trade for the Colts, obviously. They didn't have their quarterback. Little Rivers just retired. So, they needed a quarterback. They got out, went on the market, got a good quarterback. I mean... When you don't have weapons on offense, you're not going to be able to play. Like, imagine if like the Cardinals didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. You saw what happened to the Texans. Like, we've all saw it. Um, you need weapons on offense, and not having a good offensive line too to protect your quarterback. Like, you're not going to be able to play to your fullest. So, I think it's a good trade on both ends. Well, not both ends for the Colts side anyway. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, maybe a change of scenery will help him. Um, like make him get into that kind of form again where. He can be that kind of quarterback that they wanted. But yeah, I mean they needed a quarterback, they got a quarterback.
1: Yeah. And I feel like they're not gonna require him to be kind of a gunslinger in uh Indianapolis like or Indiana, like and you saw like that's why they got Phillip Rivers in and get him for his huge arm because he doesn't have one. Like they have a great running back in Jonathan Taylor and that O line, like it'll make any running back really, really good. And so He's gonna have time now to develop plays, and like Wes was saying, like their division rivals are the Titans, but other than that, you have the Texans and the Jags, and yeah, even though the Jags are probably gonna get Trevor Lawrence, like that's not gonna like make They're their team amazing, good. and so yeah, you just have to deal with the Titans this year and with the defense of the Colts, like they could give them a run for their money. I would not be surprised if. You saw the Colts back in the playoffs again this year.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, they're not in the strongest division, so they definitely have a chance. Uh, Titans obviously had a good season. Um, But, yeah, I mean, anything's possible now with that division. I mean, like you said, Trevor Lawrence could be coming in, but for the most part, it's kind of open right now between those two teams. So it should be interesting to see what happens with those two teams.
1: And, yeah, and we've kind of been talking about, like, the – the good end of this trade with the Colts getting them for two, two round picks, one that could turn into a first. But let's talk about the bad side of this trade with the Eagles. Well, I'm going to start off with you, Wes. What do you think is their like now Jalen Hurts is a starter. They still have really no one. Their o line's pretty terrible. What do you think is the next move for them with rebuilding whoever they get? What do you think is the next move for them right now?
3: I mean, I think, of course, you look at the trade, it's not that good. I think you could have got more for Carson Wentz. Well, on the outside looking in, you have to say the Eagles are looking at we already have like a like a top seven pick. Like, they have a nice pick, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get the best available receiver. Like, you know, Jamar Chase probably goes off first. You probably get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Then you got that to go give Jalen Hurts a weapon. Then the two picks you just got, one potentially that can be a first round this draft is pretty deep i feel like if they have a second round pick that can go and this ha- this is a very deep dif- uh, defensive draft i feel like they can get a steal from the second round if they choose right and not mess up like they did last year but i feel like for them they're looking at people saying wow we could have did this we could have did that but we have some picks where that we can build our team from scratch now
1: yeah and kind of going with that uh i honestly think rebuilding is going to be the best option for them there's rumors now that Zach Ertz, their tight end is being traded either to the Seahawks or I've heard even the Colts now, which would be unbelievable, but like you could get even more uh, picks with them. And yeah, like you said, like there, this draft is really deep. There's a lot of good talent in this draft and they've already got their quarterback. Like he's not, he's not the greatest, but he's going to get the job done. And so now it's like, just whatever trades you can get, whatever uh, positions like I would primarily work on the offense right now. Just surround Jalen hurts with weapons, maybe build that O line up a little bit. And yeah, like it's just like, and whatever picks maybe they can get with Zach Ertz. And it is very surprising, like how easily they like traded Carson Wentz. Like it was a second round pick and one that maybe is turning into a first round. And Yeah, like, he didn't put up the greatest numbers in this past season, but he was the second overall pick in the 2015-2014 draft. uh, I can't remember, but they traded up for him, and he was, like, MVP-like for a little bit, and you just have to know how to play him and
3: everything.
0: Yeah, I think going on top of that, too, is, like, Philly has – like, they have to realize that they're in no position to win right now. They just should do the same thing that the Oklahoma City Thunder are doing and just – get as many draft picks as you possibly can, and hopefully it works out. I mean, I think OKC has like 18 to 20 draft picks in the next like five, six years. So yeah. maybe if Philly can do kind of like that, um, get some draft capital and make just make a young, good team that, have, that has weapons. So, I mean, that's the only thing they can really do right now. They're not going to be like a free agent destination right yeah. now, definitely. So, I mean, they just need to kind of rebuild and go through the, Whole thing again, and hopefully it works out for them. But for right now, yeah, just try and get some trades yeah. going.
1: Yeah, and just give a little pep talk to Jalen Hurts, like, "Hey, we're not winning right now, man. Like, we we gotta we're rebuilding this team, and we're putting our chips on you. We want to give you the best talent, but you gotta endure some crappy times that we're gonna come up with right now. And it is kind of funny because relating it kind of back to the Houston Texans, there that organization is kind of in shambles as well. Like they don't have like they had Will Fuller but he's on trade block or like uh in free agency now and the defense isn't great you have Deshaun Watson but Deshaun Watson doesn't even want to be there so and just thinking about what like they could trade with Deshaun and get all these picks like the Eagles should look at that they they should see really anyone that was kind of part of that Super Bowl team when they beat the Patriots that still kills me to this day mm-hmm. um <laughs> they they just need to see what they can get and they just gotta go through a rebuild and just bring it up. They just hired a new head coach and they just got a new rookie quarterback who is good. Not maybe the greatest of his draft class, but he's he was he's really he's pretty good for what they got and everything. So I yeah, like it's just they have to have the mindset of a rebuild and kind of be on the same page with everything. And you saw all like the confusion with and, and like with uh, Wentz and uh, Doug Peterson, like there was that like whole weird thing where for a while Carson wanted to be traded solely because Doug Peterson was there. Then they got, then he was fired and he's like, ah, I still want to get traded. So kind of seeing like what they, like everything is kind of lining up from like, it may seem grim in these times uh, and everything, but new head coach, pretty new quarterback and then the uh the draft picks you can accumulate from all these like different players you could trade they could honestly turn into like a really deadly team
0: yeah i think they just need to get younger i mean if you get up draft capital i mean you're eventually to get one or two maybe even four guys that are actually decent players you know so i think being on that i mean they could definitely they're gonna. it's going to not take like, the next two, three years. It's going to take a while. But if they tell their quarterback, like, hey, we're in it for the long run. Like We want you to be our quarterback. I think the most important thing is just having an understanding that you're our guy and that it's going to take a while, but we're going to get there. I think that's probably one of the things that the Texans didn't do well with Deshaun Watson. I mean, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins and they now got rid of J.J. Watt and they just went downhill from there. So... I think it's a good idea to kind of communicate with your team, quarterback especially, and give your quarterback some kind of like options like, hey, like, what do you think about this, that, that, because your quarterback's running everything, you know, so, I mean, they didn't give the same luxury to Deshaun Watson, and
1: (laughs) look where we are, we're at now, so. And the the Eagles have to be looking at that situation, like, we have to, we have to learn from their mistakes, like. They didn't really – like, it, I saw somewhere that uh, Deshaun Watson found out that DeAndre Hopkins was traded, like, over social media. So, like – like, and that's his, like, biggest threat. And, yeah, and, like, he, he still put up amazing pass yards, but the team was just not there this year. It was not the team that put up 24 points in the first quarter against the Chiefs last year before the Chiefs blew him out of the water. But – But they what, still did it. They yeah. Still, they, they still did it. They still but, did it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but – like yeah. th- and then like Deshaun Watson he was putting in all these like GM and head coach like recommendations like hey go out for Eric Bieniemi like on the Chiefs like he's a great offensive coordinator he'd be great uh, on this team and who they get they get the offense or the quarterback coach that's 32nd in passing from the Ravens like that is just a slap in the face to someone who just got the most pass yards in the regular season yeah. when you got rid of his main weapon in deandre hopkins so the eagles are definitely looking at that and they're like you know what we're just getting everyone on the same page jalen you're going to be involved in this who do you see that as like a good threat and maybe in the draft like hey is there who do you who do you recommend what do you want us to kind of do do you want us to build more around the o-line or can you scramble a little bit and get to a deep threat so as long as they get communication and they accumulate draft picks like that's going to be a great team in the long run Right now, they're just going to have to endure through some pretty hard times. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. Uh, thank you, Wes, for joining us. Yep. And we will be back on the side of, on the other side with just me and Casey.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk some
1: baseball. All right. Welcome back to the Double Double here on KLJX
0: LP Flagstaff. We just got do- done talking about some football with my man, Wes, and Coop. But now we're going to go into a little bit of baseball. We're going to have a little bit of debate going here. Uh, We're going to be talking about our top five baseball players in baseball right now. Um, So we're going to start from five. We're going to go down our list.
1: And Coop, take us away. Who's your number five? All right. So my number five is probably going to be Cody Bellinger. Uh, He, like, and, and with all these stats, like, it's from the... 2020 season with only 60 games. So like the stats aren't going to seem all that great and everything, but he's still like, he played 56 games. He got 213 at bats and he scored 33 runs and he got 51 hits. Like he, he was really good in that. And he was part of that whole Dodgers team that really, like, I didn't think that there was a lot of players that did pretty bad on that team. Like they, they won the world series, but like, I always feel like you're always going to have that guy who kind of lingers behind or a few guys, but everyone was like solid on that team. Like it, it was almost like everyone had their on year.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Cody Bellinger, he's proven that he's a top talent in the league. He didn't have the greatest of seasons last year, but he has an MVP. I mean, he's a great player. Um, Yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, for my number five, I have the only pitcher on my list, and that's Jacob deGrom. Um, Jacob deGrom is a phenomenal talent. He doesn't get nearly enough recognition for what he does for that Mets organization. He stayed with them through thick and thin he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner um he's better than Garrett Cole in my opinion he has better stuff than Garrett Cole Garrett Cole is close behind but I think to have a pitcher on the list I think that's the one you have to go with so I'm putting Jacob deGrom at number five for me who's your number four
1: all right so my number four is going to be Jose Ramirez uh like like again, like we are going to just going to be talking about numbers, but like he did really phenomenal on that team this year. Like I I honestly think he played like with like kind of seeing him in a 60 game set versus 160 games. Like he played one of his best seasons in my opinion. Like he had, yeah, uh he played 58 of the 60 games. He get 45 runs and 64 hits. Like he was really really good. Like that entire uh the entire season and i feel like he kind of like kind of put the team on his back a little bit he's like hey i, I got this team and we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna do relatively well and everything uh but like yeah like can't can't argue with the stats right there so
0: <laughs> yeah i like jose ramirez he struggled the last couple of years but he really stepped it up his game this year and i really like how he can like come through adversity kind of come off like a injury kind of ridden seasons and then come back and then be the player that we know he can be he's obviously lost a lot of weapons now in Cleveland with Francisco Lindor leaving and um, obviously Trevor Bauer leaving and all their pitching basically leaving but it should be interesting to see what he can do this year in the whole season so yeah that's a good pick um, definitely definitely a good pick for my number four I have the reigning NL MVP in Freddie Freeman this guy is as consistent as it gets i mean i don't think he gets nearly enough love i mean he just won his first mvp good on him and he deserved it 100 percent. he batted 351 led the league in like rbis and he also i think he might have led the league in runs too as a number three hole hitter so he was getting around those bases he he obviously had the COVID scare earlier in the season or not early in the season but early before the season but I mean, he's he's overall a good player that doesn't get enough credit, and I think that he is definitely my number four on my list. But, Coop, going on to your number three, who do you got in as your first top three?
1: All right, and we've talked a little bit about him before, and I know you're not the happiest with uh, with uh, him being as high on my list uh, as you think, but I'm going with Fernando Tatis Jr., uh he he's on my list because and he just signed a huge contract huge extension like it's very big yeah it's like i i saw the numbers and everything it's like it showed like shows other players in other sports like LeBron's gonna be like fifty or something like that by the time <laughs> yeah. his contract ends.
0: Yeah I think he was like fourteen years, wasn't it? Yeah. Fourteen years. Down. Yeah, it's
1: it's incredible in everything. Tom Brady's gonna be in his fifteenth Super Bowl by then. Um
0: <laughs> Do you think he's still gonna be around by then? Nah I don't think no, so. No nah, <laughs> I, I really hope not, Tom, please don't
1: <laughs> but yeah, he got he signed that contract for a reason and they did well for a while. And I feel like he was a big part of that. And yeah, it's only his uh, second year, I believe. and But he's he's still putting up really good numbers. And, yeah, I, I just honestly think he, he did really well this season, and he got paid for a reason, and now it's time for him to kind of show it in the 2021 season.
0: I, I'd like to agree to disagree with that pick, just because he's still very young. Yeah. And he's only been – I think this is his second year in the league. So, I mean, he still has a lot of growing room. Don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the best shortstop in baseball right now. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they did pay him for a reason. But number three, as of right now, like, it's kind of too soon. And not to be mean. Like, it's a good pick. Like, he's very up and coming. Like, he's proving that baseball can be fun. He's bringing a lot of passion to the Mm -hmm. game. He's a great shortstop, has a cannon of an arm.
1: Probably a great locker room guy as well.
0: Yeah, so as an overall individual person, yes, he's very good. And he's also a very good baseball player. I just don't think that quite just yet he's top three because mm-hmm. if you think about top three it's kind of open the air with the top th- like top two or is pretty like down like we know who it is like jotted down but number three is kind of open on a lot of people's lists and um but fernando tatis i mean he's a good player so yeah i'm not, I'm not gonna tell it you're wrong but yeah agreed he, he,
1: he's he got a lot of improvement and everything and there are definitely probably for some... potential
0: wise yeah definitely like, yeah he could he could be there mm-hmm So i totally agree my number three is my guy from the washington uh washington wizards (laughs) washington (laughs) nationals um sorry um i have one soda there and this is basically because i i get he's young too but he won a world series already he batted 351 he won he won the batting title this past season he gets over 400 on on base percentage every year Top 400, like 420, 430, and his OPS is out of the out of this world. Always over a thousand, and he has one of the best eyes in baseball. He can hit for contact. He can hit for power. He's getting better in the outfield too. Um, he's and he's still very young, and he I think he's only like in his third fourth year. So, should be interesting to see how he develops as well. We got two young guys at our number three pot spot. So, but I think that's what edges us out edges him out as Fernando Tatis Jr. is. He has a World Series under his ring. Yeah. So he's been there, done that. He was one of the leading players in our World Series run. So just for that reason, I'm putting him at number three for me. But who's your number two?
1: All right. And I feel like our top two are the same, and I feel like a lot of people are a little interchangeable. But I'm going to keep my top, like, one up there and everything. But – and this might surprise you. I'm putting two as Mike Trout. like Mike like and and that's that's nothing against them like I, I i've made this list and i had mike trout first um but i i just put him the second just and we'll see with first and everything but it's mike trout like he's going to be putting up the same numbers every year and he's incredible he has mvp like stats every year and he's he, he's mike trout like when you think of baseball and i I don't watch it all that much but i know who mike trout is and i know how good he is at what he does. And yeah, like, and he's not going to go away for a long time and he's going to be putting up these numbers for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, very shocking.
1: Um, but again, could be my number one. Like yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing it just, cause <laughs> just he, to stir the pot a just little. little bit the pot. for
0: you guys back home just <laughs> stir the pot a little bit. Oh man. Um, for my number two, I think it's obvious that I have Mookie bets at number two, uh, Mookie bets. Just got off a world series. win. um, incredible player. He's right up there with Mike Trout. He's right up there. I think the numbers speak for themselves. He's always right up there. Um, he doesn't have to hit for, he still bats over almost 300 every year, but he didn't even bat 300 this year, but he was just that good. Um, he has a cannon in the outfield, can play second base as well. He's, he's just an overall, he has five tools. He's a five tool player, and that's something that you always want, and he's just going to keep getting better and better. He's there in LA for a long time, so maybe that rivalry between Trout and Mookie is going to come and be there for a long, long time. But um, who's your number one then?
1: And yeah, my number one's Mookie. Like, I, and I just put him here. Yeah, just to be a little different, stir the pie. But it's also like he kind of went through a team change. And it is pretty ironic that Mookie left Boston and his first year with Dodgers, he won. And it's kind of funny with Tom Brady going to the Bucks his first year and winning the Super Bowl. It's just a sad year for Boston fans all around. And, but yeah, Moogie Betts, like he, like you said, he's got a cannon arm and he, uh, I think he either hit 300 or barely missed it. Um, But, and, and he went through a team change and no matter what, like no, as what, no matter what kind of player you are, team change is going to be a lot different, especially when you go from one league over to another, let alone from one coast over to another coast. Like it's just a completely different atmosphere and everything. But yeah, like in, I feel like you, me, would agree. Maybe not as much, but Trout and Betts, like I interchange them at one and two, and I am really excited to kind of see that rivalry, like between the Angels and the Dodgers.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Mookie's a great player. I just got them talking about him, so I'm not going to really touch up on it a little more. But yeah, definitely a coast change. That's definitely different. I think him signing that long term extension to be in L. A. for the next eleven years is important and. It's something that Dodger fans can definitely look forward to that they might go to the World Series and make another run. So, and they, their team just got better with Trevor Bauer and all this stuff, but whatever. It's the Dodgers. They have money. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> but yeah, my number one's obviously Mike Trout. And I've seen Mike Trout. I'm from California, Southern California. So I've seen this guy come into the league, a little scrawny dude. And his rookie year, which, like, he didn't play, like, his rookie year, he came in and didn't play like to where he could get his rookie status off so he came in a little late but his second year which was technically his rookie year hit the hit the ground running yeah second in mvp he only lost to miguel cabrera because miguel cabrera had the triple crown yeah so (laughs) i mean this this player is a once in a generational type talent and to be honest i don't know if i'm ever going to see a guy that can play the game like mike Trout again no and just being from la like kind of la like southern california and seeing him grow up as a player um he's changed baseball how i look at baseball he's one of my favorite players to watch he's always consistent always in the top for mvp voting every single year he had a span where he was either first or second in six straight years so he's gonna go down as probably the greatest baseball player of all time yeah and to say that i can watch him go through that and be Seeing his growth and what he works on and how he can improve as a player, even as good as he is. Like, he's a phenomenal player and he's still working hard and still trying to get better. So, for that reason, I, he probably would have even won the MVP this year yeah. if he didn't get hurt. So, <laughs> he's just, he's, he's phenomenal. He has some help now with Anthony Rendon. So, for me, personally, Mike Trout is my number one. But it can go interchangeable. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but it just starting the pot a little bit but that being said we're going to take a little bit of a break before i go into my real life example which we're going to talk a little bit of soccer oh yeah, all right talk a little bit of soccer on you because uh, we haven't talked about soccer enough yeah, on this, no. and i'm a soccer head so <laughs> we'll be right back after this break welcome back to the double double here on k-l-j-x-l-p flag stuff we just got done talking about some baseball who our top five is we kind of stirred the pot a little bit i have a more formal list and then cooper has all right whatever we can get past (laughs) it now (laughs) but yeah anyways um i'm gonna go into my real life example we're gonna do a soccer one this week because i'm a soccer head we haven't been talking a lot about soccer recently so we're going to talk about some soccer.
1: And this real-life example is going to be great for me because I don't watch soccer. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs>
0: How sweet. So I'm going to start into it. So there's this new player in Manchester United um, that just came to their team, and his name is Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes just got here from a team in Portugal, small team in Portugal, not really. They're the third best team in Portugal, but... In this real-life example, I'm going to be comparing him to Spider-Man. Oh, all right. Yeah, Spider-Man. so for Bruno Fernandes, he, like I said, he was on a sm- – not the big – like Europe is huge for soccer, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this guy was in Portugal, and everybody wants to make it to England. Everybody wants to make it to Spain. Those are like the two leagues, Germany, three leagues that are huge, like humongous leagues. Um, so he took a chance on himself. And he went to Manchester United. And this is how I'm going to relate it. So we all know Spider-Man. He wasn't really known. And then he has this spider bite. All this thing. I'm going to relate it to the Tom Holland one, by the way. Because there, there is a difference right. between you. <laughs> you don't like Tom Holland? Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, I'm going to relate it to Tom Holland because his story kind of, like, resonates with that. So um, Tom Holland, obviously, is the third Spider-Man. Um, and I think by far he's the best one. In my humble opinion. All right. I grew up with all the Spider-Mans. I've seen all of them, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> but Tom, Tom Holland just brought so much energy. And this is what kind of Bruno Fernandez did to Manchester United. They were kind of in a dry spell. They weren't winning any cups. They weren't doing anything. Um, They were a spell where they tried other players, just like Spider-Man and Tom Holland. They tried other Spider-Men, but it just wasn't the fit, you know? They were getting a little older, wasn't right the same fit and then tom holland comes in i remember seeing the first tom holland spider-man movie and i was like who is this guy yeah he has so much energy he brings so much to the table he's doing everything he looks like a kid actually (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but he just had this fire about him that made it so it was fun to watch spider-man and that's what bruno fernandez is doing for uh manchester united right now he came in wasn't really known all that much small league in portugal and he's, he's been doing that, and he's been fantastic so far. They came second in the league last year, Manchester United. Um, right when he came in, he started scoring goals, assisting goals, whatever you wanted Bruno Fernandes would do. He's an amazing player. He's a center mid too, which is crazy because he's scoring more goals than anybody on Manchester United right now. He can do everything as a player, defend, dribble, shoot, score, pass, you call it he does it so this is where i'm going to kind of go into is like obviously um manchester united needed trophies and they want to get trophies they're always the highest pedigree of soccer they had ever since sir alex ferguson left we all know if you're a soccer fan ever since sir alex ferguson left they haven't been quite that team and that's what kind of like spider-man reacts like we don't know we're going through changes we need to figure out who's our spider-man tom holland's never going to age dude Like, I'm I'm convinced he's never going to age. He's going to look the same, have that teen kind of attitude where he can be Spider-Man. And this is how I'm going to relate it to Spider-Man, the actual character now. So Spider-Man obviously needed a mentor, right? Yeah. We all know Cristiano Ronaldo. And, well, for our soccer fans, we all know who Cristiano is. I'm sure you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is.
1: I'm not living under a rock. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But Cristiano Ronaldo took the same path as bruno fernandez they both went to sporting went to manchester united became the greatest player like christian cristiano ronaldo is going to go down as one of the greatest soccer players of all time i'm not saying bruno fernandez is going to do that but i'm saying that they had the same kind of path that they went to sporting smaller club in portugal got picked up from manchester united nobody really thought they were going to be anything kind of like spider-man nobody like when you think of peter parker like he was a smart kid yeah didn't really do much i mean he's pretty unknown kid. yeah exactly so cristiano came in did the same thing that he always does score goals has flair bruno fernandez learned from that who was going i'm going from sporting to manchester united did the same exact thing so and cristiano ronaldo is kind of like bruno fernandez is tony stark in a way yeah so like tony stark you know he wasn't always a good guy cristiano ronaldo has his antics kind of a drama queen at some points, you Mm -hmm. know, has his antics where he's like flopping all over the place and people didn't like him because of his flair, talent,
1: whatever it was. Very Tony Stark. Yeah,
0: very Tony Stark. (laughs) Tony Stark, Stark Industries, made weapons, only cared about money, didn't care about anybody else. But then he found Tom Holland and then now we're crying about Tony Stark. Isn't that crazy? I know. (laughs) Like nobody thought like when we first watched Iron Man – like, this guy, Tony Stark, would be such a character that everybody, like the Marvel Universe would fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Same thing about Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to miss him when he's gone. Yeah. So, uh, and then Tom Holland and Spider-Man is kind of taking that place. So, um, we have to figure out how to get that figured out in the meantime. So, we go through these different Spider-Mans, blah, blah, blah. We know the story now. But um, Stark obviously had his weapons industry... Ronaldo was hated um spider-man needed a mentor to lead him in the right direction and gave him a sense of hope and peace obviously because the world was ending yeah Thanos <laughs> could snap his fingers and kill <laughs> us all but that's kind of like you're giving hope back to Manchester United with this player that we didn't think was gonna give us hope and that's the main thing is like we as Manchester United fans or whatever fan you are there's always that one player that always gave you hope prosperity and it's kind of like you and like tom brady at your yeah like the dynasty area Mm -hmm. era where if you knew you had tom brady you'd be fine yeah so it's kind of like that where tony stark gave us hope spider-man is now giving us hope and just the whole marvel universe kind of like gives us a branch from reality and kind of lets us just watch and that's what bruno fernandez is doing he's kind of just like letting us watch the sport that we love to watch Tom Brady did the same thing for you. Yeah. Just sit down, relax, watch the sport you love to watch. And I think that's important with sports because in the end of the day, we, we root for these teams. We hate players. We do all these things. But we're going to miss them when they're gone, for sure. So you you felt that this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, just, so now Fernandez, he, he has started his Manchester United career on fire, being involved in 35 goal contributions in 34 games. Wow crazy like that doesn't happen like that's cristiano ronaldo Lionel messi type numbers like where you're averaging more goal or assist a game Mm -hmm. so he's a transcendent talent i'm excited to see what he does in the future and he's kind of like the spider-man like we don't know what's going to happen to spider-man but we hope that there's going to be more movies more things to have hope on and just like manchester united and bruno fernandez i hope that they can have a good rest of their season and do something they're right up there at the top of the table right now So we'll just have to wait and kind of see what goes on with that team right now. So it's exciting.
3: Yeah,
1: and yeah, I kind of have to completely agree with you. Like I, I, yeah, I've never really heard of that guy before, but I know who, like Ronaldo is and everything. And that's a that's a perfect example. If he's putting up those type of numbers, and even if the team at the end of it doesn't do all that great, like every single year, you're gonna be like, you know what, we got we got this guy though. Where I'm looking forward to him, and it's. It's the same with, like, some Avengers movies. Like, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be, like, oh, uh, there's so many new, new characters. I can't get attached to any of them, blah, blah, It's like, but you always know, and before he died in the movies, like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen I it. Think it's, I think yeah. it's been long enough. Yeah, it's been long enough. <laughs> but, like, before he died, it's like, all right, well, I know Tony Stark's going to be in every single movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have hopeful, like, even though, even if I hate everyone else in the MCU and stuff, I'm always gonna like him of his camaraderie, what he like, what he does as a person, and I'm just gonna like to see him, and I'm always hopeful to see him, and that's exactly, and I feel like this could also relate to everyone with other teams as well, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and soccer. Like you have that one player that you root for, you buy their jersey, and you hope every single year like hey this is gonna be this is gonna be good
0: this is our year yeah this is our our year year.
1: yeah yeah and yeah that's it's honestly like a perfect example is uh spider-man like he's he's young no one really knows him but in the next year or two uh, and or even sooner than that people are gonna get to know him now
0: yeah and it took a couple tries to kind of get to where they are too yeah because i mean nobody gets anything perfect you kind of get lucky sometimes and like tom holland falling on their lap being the spider-man that he is is kind of amazing we yeah have, like who did you ever hear tom holland before spider-man no yeah and look where we are now we're trying to hope that they have another movie i think they're coming out with another movie. yeah they're
1: coming out yeah and sometime in december i'm yeah. a film nerd so i know <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah this is the thing is like these are the things we kind of hope for and listen for and just like as a sports fan you just got to have hope and every team has a, a player you hope for and yeah does well and has a good season even if they move away like so many of my players that in the past where it's like bryce harper left the nationals we win a world series i'm hopeful no you know, we won a world series after he left i'm hopeful anthony rendon left i'm hopeful i think <laughs> <laughs> like we're just losing all of our star players but yeah i'm so hopeful that like the nationals do well like the wizards are not in the state where they can compete they're super young and they have two guys that are making 40 million a year so yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing with, like,
1: it, it also makes you hopeful in life, especially with all this COVID stuff. It's like, hey, like, my sports are still happening. They're still putting up the numbers. And even though Tom Brady wasn't on the paths this year, like, seeing him put up the numbers that he did this year, it gave me hope. It's like, hey, all right, like, we're we're going to get through this. This is just a bump in the road for humanity with COVID. So whatever whatever people look for to be hopeful, like – why knock him? Why knock him for being hopeful for a soccer player on a team or a football, or a quarterback that went to another team and brought him? Super- it's like just being hopeful feels nice and everything.
0: Yeah, I think the huge thing in sports now is that we have to hate the best. Yeah, You know, like it's just the thing like seeing Tom Brady win, everybody's like, ah, he won again. Are you kidding me? I hate that guy. We're lucky to even be watching him in his greatness perform every week. It's the same thing like with Ronaldo, like when and Lino Messi. If they retire right now, I'm sure that we're gonna miss them when they're gone. LeBron James, same thing. Mike we, Trout, same thing.
1: Yeah, and with all those people, it's gonna be like a switch. As soon as Brady, hopefully one day, he retires <laughs> and everything, um, it's gonna be a switch where hey, this is this is the goat. This is the man. Like everyone's gonna show so much love, even though for all these years they've showed so much hate, and it's just a switch that they put on and. And maybe people fuel them and maybe it's like, hey, every year I know I'm going to trash them and they're going to spit it back in my face and everything. So and if you're rooting for that person that's being trashed on and they do what like Tom Brady did, you feel even better. You feel even more hopeful and the legacy that they're going to leave on. You're going to be able to see this when they are gone and everything. But you got to be here when they were here
0: yeah exactly like i never got to see michael jordan play yeah like i wish i would have watched michael jordan play <laughs> i was too young i didn't really know basketball at the time and i wish i could have like actually watched him play because mm-hmm. like so many people are like you didn't understand like how special it was to see him play every day for
1: 15 years you know and people that didn't even watch basketball they're like Eight hey 40. i don't understand i don't need to understand what's happening but like that's I'm cool yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool what he's <laughs> yeah. doing
0: yeah so just just make sure, like, as a sports fan, we don't have to rag on players all the time. We're going to miss them when they're gone, when all of our favorite players are retired, or even the greatest of all time players, where it was just, like, a once-in-a-generational type thing. We're not going to really realize it till they're gone. And, like, same thing with everything going on right now with COVID. And we're not going to, like, this is, a like, a super change in our lives right now. But we'll get through it. Yeah, yeah we'll get through it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, sports, sports. I feel like everyone is looking to, to be hopeful and kind of get them through, COVID. And if everyone can join together and not be stressed about that, I'd rather be stressed and worry about the Patriots' future versus yeah. like <laughs> right. my own with COVID. Like it takes my mind off of it and I feel better at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but that's gonna end this edition of the double double here on kljx lp Fox. Uh, we had a good conversation today yeah so we'll be back next week make sure to tune in
1: uh see you guys later